The System Save Me podcast shares how business owners navigate their way to success through processes, systems, and routines. Your host, Jordan Gill, is behind the scenes of top business owners who travel the world while earning six and seven figures a year. There's a method to the madness. It's called systems. So let's get down to business. Welcome to episode number 40, where we're going to be talking about hiring with ease. I'm really stoked to share this interview with y'all because this lady boss is incredible. If this is your first time here, welcome. If you're a regular, fantastic. Either way, we would love it if you left us a review on iTunes as we love hearing from our listeners. And if you don't want to miss out on the next episodes, be sure to subscribe or go to systemsaveme.com for show notes and freebies. Now get ready to deep dive into hiring. Hey y'all, I'm super, super stoked to share this guest with you today. We met um, a couple months ago, actually in Baltimore, and Ashley really has an amazing agency that she's built with seriously so much knowledge. So get, get prepared to write some stuff down. Ashley, how are you doing today? Amazing. Thank you for having me. Fantastic. Fantastic. So let's start off by just talking a little bit about you and your business. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Fire away. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just, I mean, tell us what your agency does, um, how long you've been in business, all that good stuff. Oh my gosh. Well, would you like a good story? I have a good story for everyone. Would love that. Uh, so I, how I started out was I saw, I don't know if you know who Frank Kern is, but I saw Frank Kern video on the internet and I saw him when he was at the beach with his big boobed wife, excuse my, (laughs) I'm not usually atrocious, but, uh, and I thought, wow, I want to either be him or her because they both looked like they're in great situations. Seriously. I, I thought, wow, that's what I want to be doing. So I'm a conscious person. I put it out to the universe. I said, this is what I want, this kind of lifestyle. You know, I'm, I live in Canada. It was freaking cold and and I, I, was, I wasn't working remotely. And so um, long story short, within a year, I launched a digital product and I launched a, a, a website and a, an online community. And within a year, it grew to a million dollar business. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just totally exploded. And it was awesome. And then people started coming to me and they're like, how did you do that? show me. And that's where I got into consulting, online marketing consulting. Long story short, I invested like everyone on who's listening, you know, we've invested hundreds of thousands of dollars in our growth and our business development. So I did that. That was great. I worked on some of the largest contracts online. Um, I learned a ton of stuff. It's one thing to have knowledge, but it's another to be able to say, be using other people's money or to be doing big campaigns on a large scale. So it's like, you're practically learning this stuff, right? So I got a lot of practice under my belt, but then here was one problem. Can I tell you what the problem was? Totally. Well, the problem was, is that I was working with people or kind of in an industry that was more corporate, but it was all about volume and money, right? So it was like, we want to get more money out of these people. How can we rip them off in order to make that happen? Uh, There was some lies. There was all sorts of stuff. And that just didn't fly with me. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to show these people that you can make good money and do it in a integrous way. So I ditched my contracts and I, that's where her smart marketing was born. And I decided to work with conscious, specifically female business owners. We do have male clients, but we get a lot of female business owners who want to make a difference in the world. And, and they want to do it in a, a authentic way. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's basically how our company was born. That's really funny. Frank Kern started it all for you. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. A blessing or a curse. I'm not sure which. 
<laughs> That's so great. That's super fun. So let's dive into the juicy stuff. So we're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, and that is hiring, um, specifically diving into a little bit of kind of the virtual assistant aspect. But you know, these tips can really be used for hiring in general. So kind of describe um, what it's like for you or your clients before you start the hiring process. Sure. And I want to add something why this is important because there's people totally. on the, the the line who are probably thinking, well, I'm just starting out or hmm, yep. why is it that important? Like I'm making a good six figures and yada, yada. But the problem is, is that there's going to come a point in anyone's career when they're like, I cannot do this personally any longer. Right. Mm-hmm. So you have to have a team. You have to even even if you have a digital product or I'm just going to use air quotes here, that passive income myth of like, oh, I'm just going to have a group program and then therefore I don't have to work with anyone. Well, the reality is in any situation, you have to work with people. You have to learn how to hire and you have to learn how to be a leader. If you don't, you're in big trouble. I'm telling everyone, if I could give everyone a piece of advice, one piece of advice for this call, you have to do that or else you will not grow your business, period. Uh, Because there's going to come a point where you're just, just dissatisfied to some degree and want to expand. So really important that you learn how to have a good team and to grow and to and that way, like really cool thing is it with my team, it's like I'm empowering them and they're doing the work. It's really great to have that feeling of just not having to do a lot of all the nitty gritty. So, okay. um, so yeah. So, okay. So go back to your initial, can you re- rephrase your or repeat your question? Totally. So kind of before somebody looks into hire, like, look, look, starts looking into hiring, what, what is it that their business looks like or what are they saying to themselves? And then, you know, eventually they're like, okay, hiring is the answer to my problems. Um, yes. Okay. So I would say their business is, there's a few different situations, but generally we get the kind of stuck zone. So they're, you know, they're between 150,000 and say $400,000 in revenue in their business. Um, they've had a few hires before, but it like, hasn't worked out or like they tried to do it, but then, or they have a good team member, but they still can't, they're still being looped back in. They can't go on vacation. Mm -hmm. Um, they're getting calls at all hours. You know, it's just, it's like almost there, but it's like if they back off at this point, guess who's going to go back into all the nitty gritty again? It's them. Yep. So they're kind of at that stuck with a tipping point where they need to take it to the next level. Totally. Yeah. Love that. So um, so then kind of walk us through the steps that you take your clients into when they say, okay, I want to hire. What happens next? <laughs> Um, well, I say to them, you know what, for a nominal fee, we can do it for you, but no, right. but, um, <laughs> but other than that, yep. the hiring process, and we have a very kind of particular hiring process that works. It's proven. Uh, I do all my hiring that way. I have an amazing team. Um, and so it's a four-step process. And so, uh, the first step is getting really clear. The first step of anything is getting really clear on what you want. A really common thing, yep. mistake I see in any kind of hiring is we try to lump uh, multiple people into one role. I'm so glad you brought this up. Yeah. So for example, I need my, I need a person and I'm going to hire them and they're going to do copywriting and landing pages and answer my, like, and all this. And it's like, you know what? No, that's not true. Generally, everyone, <laughs> everyone has a different personality type and generally we have certain strengths. So for example, a technical person wouldn't necessarily be great at building relationships and like having sales conversations, right? right. Or right. a person who's having, who's great with customer care may not be detail oriented and be dropping the ball. Mm-hmm. So you have to decide what's like 80% of the role that you need. And then you base and you create an application based on that. Um, And then, um, and then they can go from there, take it from there based on kind of that main clump of, of skills. Right. So far so good. 
Yeah. Super great. Love that. Um, and yeah, so then you, you create the application. And by the way, I don't know, I can't even remember if I'm giving you guys a free gift, but in my free gift, I do oh, provide yeah. templates. So if they want a template of this, then they don't have to actually create this, but they can have a template, a hiring template. But long story short, you're going to create the, what's the role? What does it look like? What's a day in the life? What are the skills? I like in applications, in, in hiring applications, to put one to 10 skills, um, mm. a rating system. So for example, um, like if I ask Bob, okay, Bob, are you good at Adobe Acrobat? And he says, absolutely, I know it really well. That doesn't, him compared to say Chris might have a different skill level. So it's better for me to say, hey, Bob, this is from zero to 10, how 10 being the best in the world, zero being terrible, how good are you at Adobe Acrobat? And right. he'll say five or whatever. That gives us a better perception and a better idea mm. of what the person's skill level is. So totally. I would put a list of like listing different softwares or whatever tools, you know, you're using and then asking them to rate themselves on that. So day in the life and then super detailed. You can't get too detailed. The only problem you're going to have with hiring is that if you are not detailed enough and then there's a mismatch of, mismatch of expectations. So really yep. important to have the details up front. 100%. I, I totally agree. There's definitely not... If anything, most people aren't given enough information. And like you said, that means there's probably going to be missed expectations or um, misunderstandings that happen um, from a result of that. So, so I totally agree with you on that. Awesome. Now, I hope you're recording this. Oh, totally. <laughs> yep, on my end, we're good. Okay. Um, perfect. So, um, okay. So the next step is, so you're going to create two applications. The first application is going to be the overview of the position. Never put how much you're going to charge or pay or whatever in any situation, because the reality mm -hmm. is, is you can, you're enrolling people into your vision and people will work for much less money. Um, if, if you, and not to say you're going to be paying people peanuts, but oh, what I'm yes. saying is that if you want to get really top quality talent, generally many people aren't motivated by a lot of money, like yeah. in some ways. So they're motivated by other things, work environments. So don't put how much you're going to pay. You can put that on the question to them. How much do you expect to be, you know, bringing it? So two applications. The first application is kind of the overview. The second application you're giving to them, which is more of a contract and that's later on. So that mm. if you get into the, 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 if, so that you're not getting like, Oh, I thought we were working on Eastern standard time or, Oh, I didn't know I had to log on. Like you're not going to get any of that if you're thorough. Yeah. So application one is kind of the overview and then questions, name, What's your current situation? And again, I give this as a template, but current situation, um, what was your past position? Uh, write, rate yourself on these skills. You're going to list about 10 questions and they're going to send you the application or whatever, the email or the form or whatever to those when they're applying. Now you're going to get it in your email or whatnot. Now the first stage is that it's really important. Like I think women in business have really muddly boundaries. Oh, in terms of, yeah, I mean, we all do. I've been there. Oh, yes. I still something I'm still working on. And the key is that if they put spelling mistakes in the application or you have an interview and they show, don't show up on time, that is grounds for axing the application. It's just, um, yep. you need to be thinking strategically business is business. If somebody's not showing up in a professional way or like in the beginning of the relationship, if they're doing funny things, it's, you don't want to waste your time. You don't want to be like, oh, you know, I want to give them another chance and oh, you know, I'm oh going to, you know, so it's time <laughs> to move forward. If you're an empath, especially many empaths, right? Yeah, like it's yeah. like we have problems kind of. So, so yeah. So you look at the application, the ones that'll stick out, you'll totally stick out. You'll be like, wow, this is amazing. That's the person, you know, I need. 
Um, so then you're going to pick your top two or three, and then you're going to hold an interview. So far, so good. Any questions? No. Yeah, that's super good. Okay. So then you hold the interview best to get them to call you so they can show you what they got. Like if they can show up for a phone call on time. Right. And then the first interview is more of a kind of a, a contact point. Do I, is this person an interesting person? Do I get a good vibe from them? You're, it's not going to be like an in-depth like hour. It's, it's you. And this is another thing with hiring. Here's the thing, guys. What I see is people hire, they glom onto someone right away. They give them yep. their entire business. Yep. And then if it doesn't work out, there's problems. Don't do that. Yes. This is business. You're staying detached. The person's getting in. They're going to prove to you that they can work with you and your organization. And then from there, that's when the level two trust comes in. It's not in the beginning. Oh, so yeah. So have them call you and then you're just going to have a chit chat, answering any questions, maybe any clarification points. Oh, you said that you were X, Y, Z for this many years, you know, hmm, you, you jumped, you jumped around 10 different times, you know, let's talk about that. Like certain things, clarification points, right? Totally. And I love that you touched on not giving all of the office keys away or whatever that corporate term is um, of just like literally great. You're on board. Here's everything. It's like, no, that's, that's just going to end up being a disaster. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So you don't want to give away the, the cart with the horses it or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So, so then they've, you got on the phone, you've had a nice chit chat. You're going to get a sense of the person you, you can usually tell on the phone, right? Yep. Then from yep. there, if it's a yes, then you're going to say to them, okay, I have a document that I'm going to send you with further information. Review the document. If that looks good, we'll move forward. I wouldn't generally get into rates right then. Mm-hmm. So then you're going to send them the document. It's going to be a really detailed document. Generally, it's like the contract that I actually eventually will sign with the person. So it's like operating hours, this, that, where you're expected to be, how you're expected to be, like certain mm-hmm. things so that they can't later say, oh, I didn't know this, right? Right. Every minute detail. Yeah. Then, which I, I will give in my gift. Then, totally. um, so that everyone's clear. So then from there, they're going to look it over and they're going to say yes or no. Most of the time they'll say yes, got it. Sometimes they'll say no. If it's no, that's fine. You move on. So then they said yes. Then it's the third phase of them doing a test task. Yes. Okay. That's really important. If you need to skip all of the phases, I'd skip everything and just go directly to the test task. <laughs> Agreed. Because that's where the rubber will meet the road, right? Somebody yep. can say fabulous and then they turn out to be an idiot and then other can be the way around. So right. as you know, I'm sure. So yeah. Launch them into the test task. You're not going to pay for the test task. They're going to do it as part of the job application. Make sure the task is what I see is the task sometimes isn't relevant to the job. You want to make sure your task is relevant. So if the person's going to be a technical VA, get them to build out two landing pages or something. Don't get them to call someone or or to send an email. Like you want to get the task. You want to give them enough information so they understand, but you don't, you want to make sure that they can actually execute and be competent on their own. No, I a hundred percent agree. What are some good, test tasks that you've had for just, you know, maybe a couple of the um, different positions that you've seen? Sure. So like a copywriter, very straightforward. Mm -hmm. Let's see samples of the writing that you've done from scratch. Right. Or rewrite this sales page or rewrite this email. Totally straightforward. Um, Consultant position, you know, hiring for kind of a service base. Um, For my consultant positions, I got them to do an actual call with a client. Wow. And like record it and listen to it. And then I listen to it after, right? Because mm. that's more of a subjective topic, right? How do you right. quantify a good consultant unless you see them in action, right? Um, technical VA or a virtual, or a virtual position is, yeah, build a landing page. Um, 
hook up my five sequences in Infusionsoft and then add these emails and test them and make sure they, I, you send me the tests. Uh, build out my newsletter, you know, mm. that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't do like menial stuff like, oh, data entry and that kind of thing. So you want the task to be, but again, if people need like a thousand different things in order to proceed, generally that's not the person for you because it's just, you don't have time mm, to know. It, it, as starting out, you could maybe later on, but starting out in business and, and having a smaller team, it's like, you just don't have time to be dealing with that. Right. Yep. No, totally. I, I agree on that. And then, it's, yes. So test task is the last thing. Yes. And then assuming everything goes well, that's when it's the probation period. So mm -hmm. even then it's a month probation to make sure. Yep. And something I like to do is get them every day while they're working for you in the probation period to send you an email um, saying what they, um, what they did today, like a summary of, and then, um, or I like to put, what did you learn today? And then do you have any questions or queries? I find that's nice. very telling. First of all, if yeah. people fall off and forgot to, to send it to you, obviously that's an issue. Um, if people never have any questions or never put any feedback, that's an issue. So that can be quite telling as to where they're stuck or what they're needing. So then um, you launch them into their month trial. And then in the first month, you can totally tell. If, if the person's like falling off in the first month, it's like, okay, that's time to move on. And don't give them things mm -hmm. in the first month that's totally um, make or break. Yeah, or like it's like all of your business, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I love that, and I and I like that there's check-ins even during that probation period because you know there is an element of management that does have to happen um, when you bring on new people. However, there's a difference between managing people that um, are pretty self-sufficient and and just need direction for certain things and then people who literally are needing to be handheld. And so, you know, yeah. you want to support your team and, and you've spoken about that too is like, you know, it's super great and exciting when you have an amazing team that supports you, but that you also support as well. And it's like a nice mutual balance. Right. Yes. Um, one thing I wanted to add to everyone on the call, if I could walk away, leaving you guys with one thing, uh, this would be it. Everyone on who's listening is on a mission, mm -hmm. right? They are on a mission to be great in the world and do great things and transform the world and, 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 or your, your industry, right. To do right. great, great things. And the problem is, is that if everyone on your team or your clients don't show up 120%, your mission is not going to be accomplished. So why would yep. you waste time on those one or two people or clients or team members that are just dragging everything else down or getting in the way? Like I flip and don't have time to deal with people's dramas or issues and nope. neither those on the podcast listening. So really important to just think of it that way. This is not like, Oh, hmm, oh, oh maybe, Oh, maybe listen that it's like, <laughs> this matters, right? This matters. Yeah, I totally, totally agree with you. Uh, so we'll kind of wrap up with some final questions. Um, what was your best financial investment in business? Oh my goodness. Good, great question. I would say uh, two things, mindset work. I'm a big believer in mindset work. That's like kind of number one. Um, and then number two is, um, is coaching and having support, some sort of support or, you know, having a team, investing in team, whatever it is, you need support. So however you right. need to either engage in that or pay for it, I recommend it. Those are kind of my two critical things. 100%. What, um, who do you follow for mindset stuff or are there meditation apps that you recommend sure. or like, I like, 
I like core belief work, anything involving core belief work. So there's like, there's some NLP stuff. Um, there is, I have a woman who I work with, uh, it's called, um, a mindful change. So it's like mindfulness work and, and mm. again, going kind of deep into the beliefs. I like kind of that really deep kind of therapy stuff, working through past stuff, you know, oh, yeah. like any kind of psychotherapist or therapy, because a lot of our past is connected to our present. Right. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah, meditations are fine. I just find really kind of going in and, and getting into that deep, uh, that deep stuff is really helpful. Yeah. Love that. Uh, and what was your worst financial investment in business? Um, oh my goodness. Great question. <laughs> well, I would say this, and this applies to everyone. Don't pay for a system. I would say, unless it's, it's, it's specced out. So for example, right. we have an onboarding system that I spent like $6,000 on, let's just say not mm -hmm. even hypothetically, that's how much I spent. Yeah. But but the system was not streamlined fully mm. in terms of it wasn't well thought out and it wasn't um, stabilized, let me just say. Yeah. We weren't using it long enough. So I spent $6,000 and my software guy came along and says, oh, I'll fix that. And he fixed it for $500. And then now I don't have to do any of the other stuff and it's totally obsolete. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, man. You know, so so yeah. stabilize what you need and plan things out. Like you're Jordan. That's what you do, right? right? Help people plan things out. So plan things out before you move forward. Yeah. No, I think that is really good. I know there are so many times where even recently I was paying, I don't know. It was like I was basically trying to just have a coming soon page on WordPress, very simple, like templated. Somebody just place it in there and I've spent you know, not a ton of money, but it was enough to be like, it was essentially supposed to be like $120 investment. And it ended up being over $600 because oh I've God. had to have people come in and change it and fix it and all this stuff. And guess what? Now I just have literally a lead pages coming soon page up because oh I'm over it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I totally get it. And it's like, okay, $37 a month, I can just have something that's good enough. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, so, so yeah, I, I agree with that, that sometimes you can think, oh, like I'll pay more for this and then, you know, it ends up not being what you need or what you want. So totally get that. Um, so uh, go ahead and tell us where people can find you online. So website, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, wherever you are. They can get our free gift, which is yeah. hersmartmarketing.com, hersmartmarketing.com forward slash hire. Perfect. And we'll put uh, it in the show notes. Yeah. Awesome. And then um, it can also, you know, grab a consult. You want to talk business, whatever, if, you know, if I was totally compelling, you're like, oh my gosh, I love this lady need to talk to her more. They can go to her smartmarketing.com and get in touch. Um, and you can also friend me on Facebook. So I love that. I love Facebook friends. So if you go to facebook.com forward slash lady Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-Y, lady fine. Ashley, then please friend me and we'll, we'll chat. So yeah, I appreciate you having me and it's been great being so concise and right into the nitty gritty. Oh yeah. I, I love to just dive in. So yeah. Thanks for, for being on. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for listening to System Save Me. If you want to get the links to anything we talked about, go to systemsaveme.com. Have a wonderful week and I'll see you on the next episode.